welcome to another episode of Boundless Body Radio. I'm your host, Casey Ruff, and today we have another awesome guest to introduce to you now. Nikki Salapu is an American Samoan Association goalkeeper for their national football club. And we've had to clarify this before, just want to make sure we do it again. When we talk about football in this episode, we are talking about soccer. We are not talking about American football. Nikki has played on the American Samoan squad for two decades and has made 22 appearances for FIFA World Cup qualifying events. In 2011, Nikki started a game against Tonga, in which American Samoa won 2-1, giving them their first ever international victory. The story is told in the fantastic documentary Next Goal Wins, which was released in 2014, has won several awards, and has a 100% Rotten Tomatoes score. The story will now be made into a feature film by Fox Searchlight Pictures, which is owned by Disney, and after delays caused by the pandemic, is set for release in 2021. Nikki Salapu, welcome to the show. We're so glad you could join us today. Uh, uh, my pleasure. Uh, appreciate it for, uh, for, um, for inviting me and uh, allowing me to... Uh, to join your uh, your podcast, absolutely. It's it's really an honor. Your story is so inspirational, and the story was so well done in that documentary. Next goal wins. We had the pleasure of speaking with Thomas Ronjin, who was the coach of that team in 2011, and he had a wonderful story as well. He spoke very highly of you, obviously, and we want to hear your side of the story of what led up to 2011, and <laughs> unfortunately. To be able to do that correctly, we have to go back 10 years before that to talk about a game that you played against Australia. So before we talk about that game, let's talk about you. So where were you born? I understand you weren't necessarily born or spent too much time in American Samoa growing up. Is that correct? Yes. Um, so I was born in American Samoa um, in 1980. Um, and three months later, uh i've been shipped uh my grandparents uh asked my parents to bring me over to uh to winston samoa the independent islands our arrival um and then i and then i grew up with my grandparents for um for 20 years before i went back to Oh, 19 years before I went back to American Samoa. I see. So you actually were born on American Samoa. Yeah, so I was born in American Samoa. Um, the whole reason for me um, to raise by my grandparents, uh, because when my mom um, was pregnant with me, um, she fall on the stair. This is the story she told me. Uh, she fall on the stair and... Um, Somehow, when I was born, um, I have a twist leg. Like my my uh, my right, oh yeah, my left, my left foot was like upside down. Oh wow! So um, yeah, my grandparents, like grand my grandma, um, wants to um, to bring me down to the island to make sure she will massage it and uh, and make it straight back again so here i am i can walk i can so i give all the thanks to my grandma and my aunt um that they were you know like helping me to run again and kick the soccer ball wow that's really interesting i didn't know that and 
you, yeah. I mean, you talk about running and kicking a soccer ball. I mean, were you in love with soccer from the very beginning? So in the island, like um, uh, the village I grew up at, um, it's called Libia, uh, Faleata. And um, um, our village like didn't have a soccer team back then uh, in 1990. Um, we don't have like a youth team. So, um, so we ended up, me and my friends, we went over to a different, uh, village to find a, you know, uh, spot in the other team. So, um, we ended up going, uh, uh, I was start playing, uh, like, like left, uh, mid, uh, left back. And I never know anything about soccer, so um and our goalkeeper got injured, so I ended up like, "Hey, um, you know, I can play goalkeeper, you know, so I ended up like a uh, blind goalkeeper start playing goalkeeper, and um, I save a lot of save, and then we ended up like, and this is a u twelve that we're playing, and I ended up like, um, we ended up winning the championship. Mm. Like for me, playing goalkeeper because we went to like you know, um, to penalties. So, wow, and this was in how, Western Samoa, correct? Yes, gotcha. And that's how I started playing goalkeeper. And, um, the first trip I have, it was like I went to New Zealand for the U12, I got selected for the U12 in New Zealand. So, and well, I was only 10 years old at that time. So. Wow. So when and did that's you? How I call it a lot of soccer. Gotcha. When did you transition back over to American Samoa to um, live on that island and play with them? Uh, when I was twenty. Gotcha. So um, much later. Yeah. When uh, so once my grandparents, like my my grandparents, pass away, I start like you know like drifting to that, you know, to American Samoa where my parents was. So, uh, um, so, and that's how I ended up like, Hey, out, you know, maybe I just got to go back in, but I used, I used to play for our rival team. I used to play for our rival, uh, national team, uh, growing up in, uh, in Winston Samoa, I start playing with the for the U twelve, U fifteen, U seventeen, and when I was sixteen, I was playing for their national team. Mm, wow! Back then, when I mean, you're describing the two teams as rivals. What what were your thoughts of playing a game against American Samoa? Like, what was the state of competition back then? Uh, it wasn't even much a competition for us. Uh, to be honest, um, it was like more like, uh, you know, a team that, you know, if you want to win, you can win any, like, you know, uh, whenever you want, like, you know, any competition. No, I don't mean like, you know, they're really bad players, but it's like um, the lack of quality of like, you know, trainings, the lack of quality of like, uh, of playing, like, you know, um, of skills and you know it's not like the same as like Winston Samoa. Winston Samoa we go compete against Tonga or um, or in North or uh, Cook Island 
or Tahiti or like, you know, but American Samoa wasn't even a competition back then. It was like, it was more like, um, you know, like don't have, you know, special, like special uh, coach, like, you know, like um, Thomas Runkin for an example, uh, or any coach from overseas, you know, to come help them, you know, whatever knowledge they have, they just like, you know, they just do it in their own way of of knowing how to play soccer. So, mm-hmm. and and that's the way it was. Like, we will, like, you know, we about, you know, before we play against Americans, I'm we already count as a win. So. Wow. Wow. Is it true that on the island of American Samoa, they care a lot more about American football? Yes. Uh, pretty much a lot of like, um, like for, uh, like right now, soccer, it's a little bit more right now in American Samoa, not like back then. Uh, I went back in there in 99. Um, there, um, like at the stadium, it's like, there's a, bunch of people like you know the whole islands is watching college, oh yeah um, high school football like they all support um high school football it's very very popular but you go play soccer you don't see that many people <laughs> like you know uh supporting soccer oh and then the other thing was like rugby was really popular to, um in american samo mm. so gotcha now yeah. how much how rugby much were you getting paid to be on the team um back then uh when i first joined the uh, um the american samoan national team um it was like two 200 it was only 200 uh per trip so if we ended up you know um go to new zealand or australia or wherever it's like we get only 200 dollars us wow um yeah but it was but it was better than it was better than when i was playing for winston samoa when i was one playing for winston samoan national team even that uh we live in a place that it's like you know owned by community we don't live in a even though we're a really good team, like a really, really good team. Um, we live in a community uh, facility. We don't get a single penny. You get your own um, bu- uh, bucket money. You got to hustle to get your own, find your own thing. The only thing they gave us is like a pair of soccer shoes and that's it. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. So when yeah. did you when did you find out that you would be traveling to Australia to play them? Because you know Australia isn't necessarily known as a big you know soccer powerhouse in the world, but they're certainly I, they've got a much greater pool of talent there than w- what was available in American Samoa. Is that correct? Yeah. So <clears throat> uh, when I first got there, it was like two weeks or yeah. <clears throat> Three weeks, three weeks before we traveled to um, uh, in uh, uh, to Australia, uh, and then we have a little bit of tryouts. And um, so all the American Samoan kids that was trying out, 
um, none of them got selected because most of the players that was carrying the, um, the national team back then, it was all from different different country and different island. Like, you know, um, like there was players from Winston Samoa was playing. Um, players from New Zealand, uh, players from Costa Rica, players from Chile, from Panama. And then we were supposed to have like seven guys from, uh, from U.S., like from Washington for the uh, Sounders uh, second squad that was supposed to come play for us on oh, that wow. time. Hmm. But uh, with the um, passport situation, so all of those players is like got disqualified from our national team. So, but here is like only one more week before that, before we travel to Australia, we have to find anyone has a American passport or, um, or whoever knows how to kick a soccer ball. So yeah, we, we find, we, we were trying to find anyone, anyone that knows how to kick a soccer ball. So you were 20 years old at the time, and you described yourself as one of the old men. How many people were older than you on the team? It was only one guy, one guy that was older. <laughs> like, um, his, it was one guy was 24, and I was 20. And the rest of them were all 17, 16, and there was like four or 15 years old was in the team. <laughs> and what was their level of soccer experience? Not even close, like to to anywhere that can play the national level, like especially because uh, um, there was like four kids. It was like from like eighth grader, four eighth grader was playing for our for our national team against like Australia. <laughs> this is those are the four that have fifteen years, like you know, fifteen years old. It's crazy. Could they yes. not postpone so, the game or change it or anything? We can't even do anything because if uh, by law, uh, the FIFA law is like if you're not participate any of a um, any tournaments that they send it to you participate, you will all find like you will pay the fine for them. In order to make money, it's like you're losing money. Wow. <laughs> so you show up to play Australia much better team from a country that has you know, 22 million people versus, you know, tens of thousands on American Samoa. You show up with some eighth graders on the squad yeah. that have very limited. And then, the rest of them, and then the rest of them are all high school too. So just to let you know. Well, how, how are yep. you feeling as the goalkeeper? Because all the pressure is going to be on you. There's 11 guys on the pitch, but <laughs> I mean, it's your job to guard the post. Like, how are you feeling? Um, you know, I because we play against Fiji before we play against Australia on um, on the tournament. So we we did we did hold our own against uh, against Fiji. That was the first game, and then we came over and play against Australia. And they were like, "Oh, it's just another game." Hmm. Uh, it's just another defeat. It's just another beat up because we lost against Fiji like 13-0. Wow. And then I was like, okay, 
And I was really exhausted from that game before we play against Australia. But for me, it's like the confidence that I have. It was like, it was overwhelming and was like, it was really uh, exhausted. So, um, and I told the, like my teams is like, because I was a captain for our team that time. So I was like, okay, here's how it works. You guys just like, you know, we're just going to hold our energy as much as we can against Australia. Australia just beat Tonga 22-0. So for me, it's just like, I'm already exhausted by like in a mental way, like before the physical way, before the physical stuff, you know, start. Um, and for me, I was like, I think I can do it. I can do this. I can do this. But when I was playing, I was playing first half. I was like, I'm I'm already exhausted in the first half. Oh. Uh, after the first half, I was like, I was. Uh, it's really hard for me to explain it. Like it was, it was, it was like really, really, really bad. And I, uh, 15 minutes in the first half, I got blackout, like completely knockout. I didn't know that. Yeah, so there was a one shot that came in that game in and then hit me right on the on my jaw and I got up and then the whole the whole stadium got black out like it was all black and then I fall on the ground and um it took like 15 or not 15 minutes but 5 minutes for the game to stop wow uh, to make sure that it was okay. Wow, I didn't know that. So then you had to go back in the game. I they treat me in there and then I have to stay in there. Wow. Because by rules it's like, you know, um, you know, goalkeeper can take as many times uh, as much time as they can. So Wow. Um so I got in there, I stay, um, I woke up, I was like, Oh, what happened? And then I was like, Oh, you didn't like you didn't respond for a for a while. <laughs> so wow. that's crazy. I didn't know that. This this yeah. game, the highlights of this game are in the documentary. It's how the documentary opens, and it's really hard to watch. And it's abbreviated since it's just the highlights, and it kind of ticks like like there's like a drum beat almost, and it's like tick 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 tick, and it's like goal 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 goal, and yeah. it's really hard to watch. And that only took you know thirty seconds, forty five seconds to see that scene. You lived all ninety minutes of that. What, what, I mean, besides the exhaustion, how were you mentally doing? That is, that's so hard. Um, you know, because I was the only, uh, experienced player was in the field that time. Um, maybe one player that, that was a little bit of experience trying to help me out, but it wasn't, you know wasn't good enough to like to help me out is like two players against like you know all this like professional players like play for australia or it's not gonna help any you know you 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 know you see like in the documentary like you know the way what the way it is it's like i couldn't even do anything even my own defenders is like you couldn't even do anything and that that's how you can tell, like all these kids that was playing for our team don't really, like don't have any experience whatsoever. 
to play in that level of soccer. And like for me, uh, mentally, um, like I like halftime and then in the, the half of the second half, I was like really exhausted. And then I was like, I fall down. And I was like, oh man, what? What did I put myself into? Wow! <laughs> what, what did I make my? What? How did I get over here? Wow! Why did I ended up doing this to myself? I don't blame you. Um, yeah, but um, I asked God, like God, give me, give me a little bit more strength so I can continue finish this up. Wow! Um, you, you give me one strength. To hold up, like, you know, against this, like, you know, like, you know, to help my boys up, uh, you know, it would be awesome. Like, you know, so I say a little prayer. I, you know, um, I cry a little bit when I was like, you know, like thinking into myself as like, what can I do better? What can I do to make it, you know, um, like, you know, to help my team out. So. Uh, God give me the strength, like you know, to you know, just to stay as long as I can to make sure that I, I will survive the, through the rest of the game. <laughs> so wow, in in tournaments, in qualifying tournaments like this, one of the tiebreakers they often go to is goal differential. Is that correct? Yes. If we have the same record, but I've scored more goals or more away goals or something like that, that's often a tiebreaker to determine who advances through to the next round. And so it is important to, you know, score a lot of goals. In this case, you mentioned it already. Australia had already beat Tonga by like 20 goals, yet they face you guys and they score and score and score and score and they never let up. Like no mercy. It was like a goal every like three minutes. Why? Yep. Why did they continue to run the score up? Um, I I keep like trying to, I keep trying to like, um, um, to figure that out. Um, try to like, um, like, I don't know exactly what is their purpose of doing it or, you know, because the coach was like, I don't think the coach did it. I think it was just the player, but the coach has like, you know, you're the one commanding the team. You know, you're the one is the captain of the team. You know, it's like not the captain inside the field, but the coach, you're the one is supposed to control the, you know, the situation. You know, if you have passions for the sports and then you have, you know, so much like, you know, in this sport, you don't need to like to, you know, humiliated you know some other uh some so the the way i i heard um that i heard uh after uh because when i went to australia and then playing bomb beach uh for the club that uh play over there for four years um they say american samo don't belong in the in in a any fifa tournament Mm. So that's why they tried, and then they tried to do this so they can get out of like um, of the competition because the only competition that Australia had in in the South Pacific back then it was New Zealand. That's it. Mm. 
So there was no other no other team can compete in Australia. Like, you know, Australia will always win no matter what. So and that's why uh, Australia tried to prove the point because they keep asking FIFA they need a better level of competition for them. And that's why they were trying to run up the score so they can tell the FIFA it's like, hey, it's time for us to move somewhere that it's more competition than stay over here in in the OFC. Mm. So and that's why they after that, FIFA realizes like, okay, you got your point, you prove your point. Um, and that's why they move over to AFC. Now they play in the the Asian um, the Asian uh, Football uh, Confederation right now. I see. So they were trying to make a point, but yeah, the the point that they made was severe. <laughs> I mean, really severe. Yeah. That game again, just watching the highlights was so hard to watch, and to see you doing everything you absolutely could and. The, the, the scenes of you just laying there exhausted and goal after yeah. goal after goal and the game ends and it ends in a score of 31 nil. Is it the highest differential in a game in history or was it, was it the highest scoring ever game? Uh, the highest scoring ever, uh, ever in any FIFA competition. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's, <laughs> I understand if they're trying to make a point, but that was that was quite a point, and and it must have had an effect on you and the rest of the team. How, what was your life like after that game? Uh, humiliating. Um, uh, was devastating, and um, uh, was hard to deal with it because when I was in Australia, they kept asking me, "Is like, hey." Um, remember when we beat you guys like, you know, 31 0? You know, we we're just joking around, but um and then uh when I move over here in in the United States um in two thousand and two, um before like all the because I play for uh a lot of like Asian people, like, you know, uh, the Mexican, uh, the Hispanic, you know, Spanish people, uh, Russians, because I play like a lot of different, and then all these guys just like, no, uh, because when I gave them my name and you know, I was like, wait a minute, you're the guy that was playing against Australia. We saw your YouTube video. Mm. And then I was like, um, I didn't even know what to, to say or how to answer them. Wow. Did you ever think about quitting soccer? I thought about it because um, I thought about like, you know, quitting and play, play rugby. You know, I was thinking about that uh, in two, in 2000 and 2003, I know 2004, I decided to think like, you know, maybe this is it. And, but Soccer, it's, you know, I love soccer and I, soccer will always be in my heart, like, you know, other than my wife and my son. Mm. Um, but it was always, it will always be the love of my life, like, you know, forever. Mm. Um, soccer put me in a lot of different places. Uh, soccer gave me a lot of respect in any other sports. Um, soccer just like, you know, um, 
makes me like you know make me meet a lot of different cultures, a lot of different race, a lot of different you know, friends. Like creating a lot of good moments with with other culture, you know, um, and make a lot of new friends. You know, it's like an example right now. You know, um, we became friends because we're talking right now because of soccer. You know, um, you know, it creates a lot of friendship. Mm. Um, yeah, it, you know, um, it, it created a lot of respect for me for 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 sports. Wow. So, well, I think that's incredibly brave of you. Going back to a sport that gave you so much good, there was also so much pain in that in that one game. In fact, Thomas told us a story. I just want to see if this is true. He told us that you would play soccer on Xbox and you would try to play that matchup over and over and over again to see if you could get better and better outcomes. Is that true? Yeah, we, me and my son, we did do that. We um, we run up the uh, the score, like I will froze my uh, my my. Uh, my remote and then my son will be like keep scoring and scoring and scoring and then we just post it on Facebook <laughs> like I would take a picture of it like 50-0 wow. like you know American Samoa against Australia and then we'll post it on Facebook mm. so we we're just like I'm just like the reason I'm just doing that I'm just asking uh, Australia to play a, a friendly game like uh, uh, me and uh, have you heard of uh, uh, Team Cahill? Yeah, I have. Um, that would be the good person for you to reach out and then try to get him. Uh, he's the most awesome, awesome, amazing person you will ever met in life. Wow! Didn't he yeah. have? Didn't he have an incredible strike in, in one of the last World Cups? Yes. Yes. 2014, maybe like it was the goal of the tournament from like distance, yeah. just laser beam. Yeah. 2000. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in, uh, in Brazil. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I will always remember that goal. Um, yeah, we'll have to reach out to him. He sounds awesome. Um, uh, he, uh, he's an amazing. So, uh, yeah, he will, um, he will great guy. He will tell you uh, a lot of good things about, um, Australia, and then I asked him because he played for the national team. I was like, "Hey, dude!" Because um, I met him at the uh, the festival premiere, like the movie premiere over in New York. And I asked him, I "Was like, hey, can we get like a, a rematch, like American Samoa against Australia for for just for a charity, you know, tournament?" So he agreed with it, and then. No, um, he's been busy right now. So wow, gotcha. So let's fast forward. We're now going towards 2011, and you get a phone call. It sounds like this wasn't exactly an expected phone call. And on the other line is Thomas Ranjan. And from what I understand, you didn't even know he was coaching the team, but he was absolutely certain that you had to be on that squad. Can you tell me what that phone call was like? Uh, you know, it was. It it was like it was a a very um, it was very hard for me because it's like um, um, uh, I was excited. I was very excited to hear that I'm gonna like I'm in the squad. I was very excited that I 
uh, I will join the team again because like um, after our South Pacific uh, tournament in, um, in New Caledonia, I came back and then I was like, I think this is the end of me. This is, this is it. I, in, you know, I'm enough like, you know, humiliating myself and, um, you know, disgrace, like, you know, for, um, uh, for my family and, uh, because we get beat up, beat up, like, you know, I was like, what am I keep doing? What I'm doing? Like, (laughs) I keep like, you know, I keep ending up playing like in every sport, getting my ass beat up, you know, I was like, I don't know what to do next. Like, so hearing that phone call from, uh, from Thomas, um, it was a bless. Um, it was a bless for me um, to to appear one more time in the you know um, in the national team. So um, I didn't even know what to to say or what to expect uh, from Thomas because I never met him before. I never I never know him anywhere. So. Uh, the, when we talk, I say, it's like, Hey Thomas, um, um, you know, I don't know if I really want to come back and play because I, uh, I have a job to take care of my family and all of that. And, uh, but he is a great, great guy, very good coach, very experienced coach. I ever known, uh, one of the best coach I ever known. Um, uh, but you know, he did um, get me to come back to American Samoa. It was like, it was really hard for me, but, you know, I was like, I asked my wife, I was like, maybe I should go one more time. One so, more time, it will be like, you know. So, and that's how I ended up going back down there. Um, um, and then when I met Thomas, uh, it, you know, very hard person to you know to deal with <laughs> to be honest yeah um you know but it's a very good thing because when i used to play in australia same way of coaching like you know that's like you know, you be serious you have to make sure if you you know when you have fun you have fun but when you're in the, on the field focusing on the game and concentrate on the game that's how Thomas is. And it, he's great, great coach, like, you know, perspective, mm-hmm. uh, always perspective players, uh, because most of the coach that used to coach our players down there in the Island, you know, they're very like, um, um, like, like, like I say, is like before all the coaches are the coach, like, you know, like, like live in the Island. So whoever they know, they will put those people first, you know, before, before the experienced players, you know, they will favor other players, like, you know, other people, but the other, the other players are way better by far than, than the players that the coaches are putting in. But Thomas, that's how you can tell how experienced Thomas is because Thomas will, you know, will see, how good you are on the field. And then that's how, like, you know, we never expect, like, there was, like, three players that we didn't even know that they're going to start player for us. But they ended up start player because Thomas know that. Mm. Thomas know that, you know, how much valuable this player than the other player. Wow. 
Yeah, he yeah. described that in our interview. He described, you know, finding finding the really fast running back in football at the high school game and recruiting him. And he now plays in the NFL. <laughs> he scored yeah. in the tournament a few times, I believe. Um, he also described Jaya. And he described being a little bit confused because the passport name didn't match the name that she wanted to go by, which was Jaya. And he ended up starting her in the game and she can play. I mean, she, she is a great, great player, but seemed like she was overlooked as a, let me make sure I, I say this correctly. Fafafina, which is a, considered a third gender in American Samoa. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Chaya was like, um, you know, um, no one like, um, like all the players, like for us, like, you know, everyone, like the coaches, the coaches, like, you know, before Thomas, no one's like wants to put her in because it's like, no one's like, Oh, you know what? Um, Jaya is just here to fill up the spot. That's it. You know, but they didn't even know how valuable Jaya is and then how much skills that Jaya is. Jaya is like the most like aggressive and, um, <clears throat> and very, very, very um, focused players like in the game. Um, when it comes to the game, like she always concentrated and she always focused like, you know, what is best for the team. Mm. And she was really good. Like, you know, she was helping us a lot. Uh, I think she was the one who helped us winning that game against Tonga. That's right. So, yeah, that's right. I want to talk about that. Yeah. That's that's great. So you arrive on the island. Thomas said you were the last one to arrive because you had a job. You took all your yeah. you know time off that you could to come down for a few weeks. Um, during the documentary, you start to see that the team kind of gels together a little bit. And at first, there's a little bit of friction with Thomas showing up. But, but over time, that kind of softens. You guys do team building activities, both on the field and off the field. And it seems like you guys are getting much better. You guys are forming up much better tactically and playing really well and your fitness is getting better when when you were going through this process before you left for the tournament did you guys truly believe that you could do well in the tournament yeah we we have a highly um um respect and respect uh, um to each other and we have faith to each other that we will, we will get there. We will win that. We will, we will, um, um, we will get somewhere. Um, we already knew that, like with a, with a coach that we have, with the coach that we have, like you know the players that we have, um, <clears throat> we highly um, um, no, um, respect that we're gonna end up like do really good, and then the bonding that we have in like you know in this team it was like by far like the best that we ever have since I've been playing for that for our national team. Wow! Like you know we have so much good like um, quality of players. We have so much like um, respect for each other. We have like you know everyone was helping each other out. Everyone was like um, supporting each other out. You know, when at times that comes like, um, you know, one of our player was running out of energy, we'll, we'll be like, Hey, you know, we motivate them. We'll keep motivating it. 
and we we knew that we're going to be like do really good and then uh well, before we break in Samoa like Samoa was already been like like scared and uh shaky because it's like they never seen us like this before you know they they thought like oh you know it's another win for us but when they saw us play against Tonga uh they realized it's like oh okay this is like the difference you know American Samoan team and then they saw us play against Cook Island and then they were like what is just happened what's going on in here like you know so and that's how I know my heart was like this is like by far the best 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 um national team I ever joined so wow so you leave the island America Samoa you travel um I believe you travel to Samoa is that correct is that where the tournament was yeah okay yeah so so you go, you're full of confidence. The team is still ranked dead last in FIFA rankings and has not scored a goal in decades, has not won a game ever. And you play this game against Tonga. And by now, again, if you're watching the documentary, it just so sucks you in. And I'm just like rooting for you guys so hard. And the game starts and Jaya makes a play on the ball and passes it forward and the the ball goes in the net and you guys score your first goal in literally decades. Mm -hmm. And it's been described that nobody really knew what to do. Like you didn't even know how to like really celebrate at first. Everybody kind of looked around or something and then, and then everybody erupted and celebrated in their own way. What was it like to see the ball go in the net for that first goal to make it one, nothing. Oh, for me, it was like, it was like a, like I was winning the, the mecha million. It was like, you know, it's like I was winning a million dollars. It's like, oh, my God, this is like, you know, by far, like, you know, um, the best gift I ever have in soccer. Wow. So, um, yeah, like when I saw that goes in, like Ramin took that shot. And uh, when he scored that goal, I was like, I can't wait for that, you know, to run over and, you know, and. Uh, and they just hold it, man. I was like, man, this is like the best thing ever. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't even wait underneath that boat. I was like, I, I'm going to take off. I'm going to be like gone. I'm running over there. <laughs> so, so cool. Yeah, I run all the way from the goalpost and then just uh, tackle him down. And then I was just like, dude, this is like <laughs> Best thing ever happened to us right now. That's amazing. Yeah, it was the most it was the most exciting moments for us, like in soccer. Wow. Um yeah, we never um we were expecting that um, you know, we're gonna score a goal, but we didn't even know when. Wow. So <clears throat> yeah, so it was uh it was the best moment uh ever for us. Wow. So, <laughs> so um, cool. Yeah. So we, then we um, you, you go on to score a second goal. So now it's two nothing, but then Tonga comes back and they score. So now it's two one. How much time is left in the game at that point? It was five minutes left. Wow. After they scored that, uh, uh, when they scored that goal and like in 85 minutes, I was like, Oh, come on. Just please don't do this so to close. us. Wow. Yeah, I yeah, said, so "Don't do this to us." I was like, I, I, I was like, I was really, um, I was really loud. Like after they scored that goal, I was like, um, 
I was getting louder and louder, like um, that five minutes because I just like want to, and then all of our players were trying to keep motivating each other. Was like, you know, even Jaya was like, you know, was like, uh, keep yelling at us. It's like, you know, I was like, yeah, we were just going to make sure that we're going to secure this. Wow. <laughs> so, um, this so, win. So. so speaking of Jaya, Tonga is building another chance and you guys are just trying to hang yeah. on. Tonga is building up another chance and they're getting close and, and Jaya yeah. makes this spectacular tackle, clears the ball and then, mm-hmm. and then whistle. Yeah. So, I was like, I took a, like, I made a save. I made a save and then I got up. I was like, where's the ball at? And then I looked, the ball already passed through me. I was like, oh, shoot, that it's like, you know, I already closed the angle, but I missed it by, you know, I missed the ball. And then I looked back after I got up and I was like, you know, Jaya cleared the ball. I was like, oh my God, thank you, Jaya. I was like, uh, yeah, so Jaya saved us from, Tiding the game. Wow. Um, it saved us, like, you know, to win our first victory ever um, <laughs> in, in history of, like, uh, of FIFA football. So, what was that like when that finally sank in? Not only did you score those goals as a team, but you you had won the game. How long did that take to sink in and what did that feel like? Uh, you know, we. We we celebrated that time. Um, it was the best moment ever. Um, uh, from for us, I, for me to be honest, is like I cry after like you know like when we won that game. I was like, it was the best moments and the best feelings ever um, on the soccer field that time. I I try to like you know just like you know not think of it, but. Uh, we still have two games left after that, so I have we we have to keep our focus like to the tournament and then like you know and celebrate this later. So we we we're still celebrating in our hearts, but you know our main focus is our like you know the tournaments. We always have to make sure that we we have the prize in front of us, you know. So there's like it's one game down, and then we won, and then we're like. Okay, we we have accomplished this. We have a huge accomplish in 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 soccer, like soccer in our country. <clears throat> now it's like a lot of like other teams thinking like, oh, um, you know. So and that was the whole reason we keep focusing because Cook Island is next, and then we focus to make sure that um, that Cook Island already know that we're a tough team. So we were just uh, we 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 always like focusing to make sure the tournament is still going, but that win it was like something that I would never ever forget, like in my whole life. That's so cool. Thomas said the two of you just rushed out to each other and embraced as as one of the yeah. very first things after that final whistle blew. It sounds just like such yeah. a special moment. It was it was very special, um, especially for me. <laughs> After that, I felt like uh, I felt like the 2001 tournament, like you know, um, World Cup qualify against Australia was like uh, it was like a demon that it's just released from my from my soul. Wow! <laughs> Tell me about yeah. the phone call between you and your son. Um, did I? 
talked I talked to you guys after that, isn't it? After the game. Oh yeah, yeah. My son was like was really happy. My wife was really happy. Uh, my son was like uh, was like you know like more excited than I do, and even my wife was more excited than I do. Um, so they were um, they were here, and then they would support me uh, in all different you know like the whole tournaments and all the times I was down there. That's amazing. Um, yeah. That's yeah, so cool. he was like so excited. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Wow. Well, you mentioned the rest of the games in the tournament. You guys played the Cook Islands, and that was a one-one kind of frustrating draw. And then the game against Samoa, you said they were respecting you much, much more than they had in the past. Very close game. Probably could have gone either way. You guys build a chance and hit the post. It's just heartbreaking. But then before you even realize what's going on, Samoa starts a counterattack. And they end up scoring with just a few minutes left and and eliminate you from competition one nothing. So it was a yeah. it was a frustrating end to the tournament. But if you contrast that to the win, what were your feelings leaving that tournament? Were you disappointed that you, you drew and lost those final two games, or were you proud of what <clears throat> you had accomplished? Um like it will go either way. Um we will we we are like very proud of ourselves like you know how much we accomplish and how much that thomas rungan uh done for us like for our for our national team how much that he embraces and um treat us with respect uh, through soccer and um and he has so much respect for us like you know uh he treat us really well like not off the field, but on the field. And then not only that, like, you know, our, like our biggest, like, um, support, um, it's our federations. So our federations, our federations, like, you know, FFAS was like support us through every single bit of it. Like, like minute by minute, like, you know, second by second, so they were like, so, and then day by day, they were supporting us through a lot of things. They, um, uh, and even like, you know, Tavita that, you know, in the movie, uh, the CEO of our, uh, federations, like they, you know, he support us like, you know, more than we ever expect from anyone else. So he did really well. Uh, but for us, we kind of, I, um, we're kind of disappointed that we didn't do better in the last game against Samo because that that is a dream that would that will if I die tomorrow and we play against Samo right now, if we play against Samo right now and then we won and I die tomorrow, I will be like. I think I will be the, the happiest like person that you know that ever like like ever live in this world. Like wow. like I don't know how to explain it because it's like that is a dream for us. Like, you know, for for me and most of the players, like we really want to beat Samo. Mm. We really want to beat Samo because we're tired of like listening to them, like, you know, keep telling us it's like Oh, we will beat you. Um, it's we count another win for for us. Mm. So 
you know that were, that's why we became rival because it's like you know all like you know the um you know the stuff they talk about like to other to the press and to other people it's like oh, American Samoa is another team that we're gonna count a win on but us we're trying to prove it wrong to everyone that we're not the same team that we used to we're not the same team that that anyone can count a win on we are a different team that we have respect for the sports. You know, we have highly respect in soccer than, than any other teams like down in the South Pacific. And we have to keep that, you know, we got, you know, we got to keep that respect. And, and, um, hopefully when things open up, um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for, for the last more round. <laughs> One more. <laughs> I love that. I'm ready. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I love that. What was it like to watch the documentary after it was done? Um, when we went, um, when we went to California, watched the first time I ever watched, I, I cry probably three times when, when I was watching it wow. and I was there. Um, it was the best feelings ever. Um, like, the winning, uh, the dramatic, you know, um, the drum, the drama that we have, the, um, the great feelings, the great moments that we create, you know, uh, um, it's like all over, like, you know, like watching the documentary was like something that, um, that's something that I will, we, we are great. Uh, we'd be grateful um to give a lot of thanks to um to to the uh to the UK guys like you know the uh with Steve and Mike and Christian and most of the people that was like you know uh creating the film for us. Well they so did an incredible job. Oh yeah it was the best experience I I ever have in my life. I think I will uh I will live through that uh, for the rest of my life. And like I said, it's like football. It's like, it's, it's, it's amazing sports. It's the sports that like, you know, I will never, ever, ever like, you know, leave, you know, inside of me, like, you know, it won't stay inside of me forever. That's so cool. Until I die. So, <laughs> <laughs> and now the movie, um, has, been shot in Hollywood and there's somebody that is playing you in a movie. Did you ever think you would be portrayed <laughs> in a Hollywood movie? You know, I never thought of that. I never, <laughs> um, I will, in a million years and millions, um, uh, like, um, I would never expect that I will have someone to, uh, play me in a movie because I love to watch movies. So, um, growing up in the islands, like, yeah, I, you know, I want to be that actor. I want to be that actor. Like, you know, me and my friends, we just like, you know, hey, I'm Rumble. You can be Commando. You know, we were just acting like that. Um, but I never thought I was going to like that, you know, something like that will ever happen. It's, it was, um, for me, it's a blessing for me and the rest of, uh, of our, the guys that was playing in that tournament and our FFAS, we, it's a blessing for our country too, because it's like, we never thought it was going to be this huge, you know, around the world. Sure. And then I give all the thanks to the UK guys, like, you know, 
that create this like this amazing documentary for us wow. to put us in the you know well in the, in, in the world so it's just it's cool to think that you know all of us grow up playing sports and we pretend that we're Pele or Maradona or you know Michael Jordan yes. or Wayne Gretzky and now there's kids yeah. around the world who are going to pretend to be Nikki Salapu. <laughs> so well, cool. uh, yeah, and it like you know for me growing up, like you know my favorite player back then it was like um, um, it was Beckham. I used to collect Beckham like David Beckham shoes. Um, <laughs> Uh, David Packham was like, you know, I like all my friends is like, we're all, we're all wants to be David Packham. And then most of them would be like, I want to be Ronaldo, you know, not Cristiano Ronaldo, but the Ronaldo like in yeah, Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. And then some of them was like, I want to be Diego Maradona. So the, the kid that, um, the kid that, um, that, um, uh, that played for Samoa. Um, the one who got an assist for that game against us just want to let uh, something. So we uh, we grew up in the same village. We grew up in the same village. Like him and his brothers, we play in the national team together. And him, we um, like um, he always keeps telling me before we play the tournaments, like you were never gonna beat me. You know, even that you betrayed our village, you. You know, you were never going to beat me. I was like, why am I betraying our village? I still live in our village, but I I was born in American Samoa. I can't betray my country. <laughs> wow. <laughs> huh. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so we are, like, uh, we're our uh, rival right now, like, our own little rival. He told me, like, uh, last year when, uh, when we met down in the island, he told me that, uh, you know what? This is my final, you know, national team. You were never gonna beat me. I was like, "This is my <laughs> final national team. I will, I will beat you." <laughs> I love that. Now, you also host a podcast. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, our podcast. Um, um, it's called Open Mic with Jock. Uh, but we create our own little show right now. Uh, we have uh, it's three of us. It's like me, Al, and Chuck. Um, you can go and then listen to it because it's it's funny. Uh, three guys just like talk about a lot of crazy things. Um, <clears throat> but we uh, we taste the beer, we drink beer, and we just like talk about some random stuff in. It's really funny. That's great. Uh, you listen if you listen to it, um, you will laugh, and then you will laugh and laugh. <laughs> That's great. I'll definitely add it to my list of podcasts to listen to, and we'll make sure we link that to the show notes. Nikki, uh, this has okay. been awesome. this has been such a great conversation, and it, it's it's really mm, it's really inspiring to hear your side of the story and to hear what you had to go through to prove it to yourself that you could compete at the highest level. What did you learn about yourself through this journey? Um, a lot of respect, um, a lot of love of the, of this, uh, of this soccer. Um, uh, it gave me a lot of respect to my family, uh, especially to my wife and my son. 
uh, it gives me respect to a lot of different culture. Um, like, you know, listen to like, you know, with all like the races, like, you know, um, people being raised like in right now, um, it's not really a, um, a great thing. Um, I just, um, I don't know if I just want to like to bring this up. Like, you know, it's not something that related what we're, what I'm trying to say, but, uh, about race, like, you know, I watched like a football game, like, um, uh, SVG against something, some other team in, in France and, uh, both teams like walk off the field. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, no, I don't think I have. So, um, there was a officiating game or the official, um, fourth official made a, um, a black, um, racist comment. And, um, one of the assistant coach hear that and they were argue and argue. And this is only 15 minutes in the game. Um, and then BSG, uh, Neymar and Mbappe, uh, agree they're not going to play if this official is still in here. So wow. they abandoned the game. <clears throat> so 15 minutes, they changed like this following day. They changed like um, uh, all the officials, like the linesmen and the the center referee and the fourth officials to the following day. Mm. Um, like a whole new match because like, and that's why it's like I'm saying, it's like about raising a races and um, uh like for me, it's like soccer. It's so much like, you know, respect. Yeah. And, you know, for me with passions and love for this sports, it's like, I just, you know, I just want to be an idol for, uh, especially my son and, um, and all the kids through American Samoa and, um, and all around the world, you know, love that. I just want to be a great idol for someone. I love that. I just want them I just want them, uh, and especially Americans, uh, you know, over here in the United States. Hopefully, like you know, I train some of the kids over here, um, like you know, and then I coach over here. Um, but I don't have time right now while I'm working. I work a lot. <laughs> so. <laughs> but um, but yeah, me and my son we're gonna ended up going to play today um, at one thirty. That's great. Uh, we have a game today. We have a game today at 1.30. That's great. Um, very excited. Um, I'm just really happy to be on the field again. That's great. And don't forget um, that I have one more round of like uh, of national team. If they're going to allow me to come back. And I'm still doing all my trainings right now. Just like to go back. And one more time, I want to beat American. Oh, yeah, beat. Western Samoa. Like, that's great. Before, before this is all over. Oh, that's awesome. We will absolutely be tuning into that. We will turn you loose so you can go play with your son. We are really appreciative of you and your time. And what an amazing oh. example that you have set for everybody. If you had one thing that you would want our listeners to walk away from this conversation and your experiences with, what would that one thing be? Um. Don't ever like listen to anyone to tell you what to do in life. Don't tell them like, you know, that you're not good enough to play any sports or to become something, to become to become someone. 
whatever passions you have, whatever life takes you, just, you know, stay with it and then have, you know, and then, uh, and then take that as respect, um, you know, to, you know, to, to, to look in front of you as like, you know, um, what I was trying to say to, um, to have passions for that thing that you look for it. I love that. Um, you know, don't try to listen to people to take that away from you. I love that. What a great way to end this conversation. Nikki Salaputh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your experiences and your courage to do what you did. That two, one victory is something that will last for a very long time. And we really appreciate you and your example. So thank you for spending time with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you for um, for having me and all. And it's a blessing. It's a bless that um, that you guys like um, allowing me to be um, uh, to be in your podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's absolutely our pleasure. It's been an honor. And this has been another episode of Boundless Body Radio.